0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show, Shark Tank, and you're listening to The Underdog Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Underdog Podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me. Sarah, how are you? I'm
1: doing good.
0: How are you, Pamela? I am doing lovely. I am doing lovely. Not as lovely as you in the Florida sunshine right now, but you know. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. It's such an honor to have you. And I'm just, I'm so excited to hear all about your story and just everything that I've read about you so far. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to meet her and learn all about her.
1: Oh, thank you. Of course, of
0: course. So I'll start it off with my first question for you, which is, you know, what inspired you on your journey to where you are today?
1: I feel like I overcome big obstacles in my life. And I learned a lot during those times that managed to overcome them. And I learned a lot. And I like to share this with people because, you know, life has plenty of obstacles everywhere, every corner, every moment. And if we know how to manage and how to think about all those obstacles, I think that will be better off for us.
0: Absolutely, Sarah, absolutely. And I've read a little bit about your story and you mentioned a few of those obstacles. Now, what were some of those obstacles for you kind of throughout your life experience?
1: Oh, well, I am going to share briefly my first obstacle Well, I live in the countryside and I was a firstborn child. So I feel so loved and secure and I enjoy my life. And then when I reached teenage year, my first obstacle, my mom had an accident and she became paralyzed, paralyzed. And as a firstborn child, I was taking care of mom and the two little baby brothers. So I look at. It's the obstacle that block our our pathway, but it's also benefit me in a way that I can explain later. But I took care of my mom for four long years until she recovered. But during those times, we built such a strong love bond between us. So that's how much I love. I know how much I love my family. I love my mom, I love my brothers. So after that I graduated from high school and my parents always encouraged me to go on with my education. So I pursue my higher education. That means I had to leave home from the countryside and go to the capital city of Cambodia to attend college that is about 350 miles away from home and so it was so hard to leave my family behind and everything but for the right reason I did it but during those times that I was away from my loved one my country got horrible thing happened the communist Khmerus took over our country they came they invaded the country and they they came in in the military takeover, it was scary, scary. I see a lot of military trucks and weapons and soldiers with big automatic weapons on their shoulder, and they pursue to take us all captive. They shut down everything in the country. That mean, a complete shutdown. There's nothing left. That means we don't have a grocery store to go buy anything. We don't have the bank to get our money. And we don't have the post office to deliver letter, news to a loved one. And the bus line was totally shut down. So I was just so, so fearful. I want to go home so badly, but I can't. Because everything was shut down, and also they pursued to to evacuate everybody from all the city. So that means we have to leave everything that we ever have behind and walk away with nothing, without knowing where to go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and
0: you hear. So I I come from Albania, and there, you know, when I was born, there was the communist collapse, but my parents grew up. In communism and they've told me stories and it's like you can't even imagine what this looks like feels like just because you know being in the U.S. it's just we're so privileged you know like we don't we have our freedom and that's the greatest gift but what happens outside of the U.S. is a whole other story oh my gosh wow yeah yeah
1: my reason to write my book it's not to bring the sad news to the prosperous country, but to, to share the so that people have a better perspective on life, that they know what's going on around the world, that they understand when people come to the country, they are not coming from the privileged place. They come from a broken place.
0: Right, right. And there's a lot of lessons in that. I mean... You know, on on one side, it's sad to think about, but at the same token, it's like here you are, you're able to share the story and shed light on like, hey, here's what's really happening kind of around around the world. And so after your after college, were you still staying in Cambodia or did you when did you come to the US?
1: Oh, it took a while before I came to the US when they evacuated people from the city. Yeah. I end up in a forced labor camp and in the big camp, I end up in the camp that was only single men and women. That means we are the strongest force and that means they can force us to work extremely hard. Wow. So we were forced to work in the right field, 16 hours a day in the intense sun, in the heat seven days a week, and we were given very little food to eat, very little time to sleep, and no time to rest. So with that, many of us become very sick. Me too, I became sick. So I was very sick and almost did not make it. I was sent to an infirmary that's waiting for time to die, because the infirmary, there's no doctors or nurse or medication to help us to get better. But anyway, I, with my strong faith, I pray and I ask God to help me. And I was fortunate to be able to sneak out from the infirmary Mm -hmm. and found myself, found a job in, in the kitchen, not on my own effort, but God made all that arrangement and I end up getting a job in the kitchen. You know, from the rice field to the infirmary, and now to the kitchen. Working in the kitchen compared to working in the rice field, it just night and day. I work in the shade, not in the heat. Mm. I work long uh, less hours, and I have more access to food. So that's the big deal. That is a big deal. And in this,
0: were you in your early twenties during this time?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I gradually recover my health. But not too long when they saw me look better, feel better, they pulled me out from the kitchen and they throw me back in the rice field again. So I endure four long years. To answer your question, How? when did I come to United States? Not yet, not yet. I had to endure all those, manage all those obstacles that come my way. So after four years of working in the heat and the camp got moved and they moved to the jungle, moved us to the jungle. And I realized that, oh no, I still want to go and find my family. My family is on the front of my mind, on top of everything. I only think about how I get back home. Right. But when I saw the direction they moved us to the jungle, I made a plan. I better risk my life for this time. So I did. I made a decision to escape and I gathered three of my friends who escaped with me and they say yes, they will go with me. So that was answering my prayer right there because I was so frail and sick and all that. And with my friend, I have some support. We escaped. We made it out. Oh, my gosh. So you were able to make it out of the camp. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh. It's a very dangerous Activity, but we had to do it
0: right. And I mean, like, how did you even get out of there? Like, I because you were in the jungle at that point, right? You said you had gotten moved for me. I will tell you, Sarah, if I see a snake, I will die. Like, your strength is so empowering. And I like, I'm just listening to this in full gratitude and appreciation for you, and just in awe of like what you went through and your strength. Because like, I'm just like, I can't even process anything that you're saying because it's like, it just feels like. It feels like a movie, but it's real life that happened to you. So I'm just here like just taking it all in and just really in awe of your strengths and your and your faith too. So I thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Yes. I'm afraid of snake also. Even the that snake, I wouldn't go near. <laughs> just anything look like snake, I would go stay far from it. <laughs> Exactly. So when
0: you mentioned jungle, I was like, oh God, that is something that I just cannot.
1: I just cannot imagine that we got out from there.
0: Right.
1: Uh, It seemed like a nightmare for us. And we wake up in the morning and realize it's a nightmare, (laughs) but it was not a nightmare. It's a real, real life, but we did it so After I escaped from the jungle, I found my way to my hometown. And when I got to my home, it's supposed to be home there, there's no home. My home was destroyed. And my family was not around that home. I tracked down, I asked around and I found my family. I reunited with my family and they nurture me with good food talking about good food, organic food from the farm. I enjoy it. And I thought to myself, I'd rather be fat than being skinny and sick. And <laughs> I enjoy food and nurture myself back to good health. It took me more than a year to get back to almost my normal cell again. But when I got back to my good health, my country was still chaotic pretty much everything was destroyed and we were fearful for our life and my mom had an idea that I need to get out from the country because I was still a single young woman and I'm a prime prospect. So my mom pushed me out. I was crying, my eyes was bawling and just like, oh no, I have been dreaming of this moment to live together as a family right well, now, I had to go, but this time it for the sake of my family, I need to escape one more time. This time escape out of Cambodia. There is no way to buy the airplane ticket and fly out. There is nothing like that at that time. Everything was much destroyed. And I crossed the border, the heavily land-minded, border that separate Thailand and Cambodia but somebody had to do it Mm -hmm. I went across that border thank goodness God was protecting me Mm -hmm. I went to the border to the Thailand side and found a refugee camp that was uh, established by United Nations just recently so I found that camp I registered myself search for my relative in the United States. And I found him and he sponsored me to come. That's how I got out from Cambodia. Wow. Yeah, it took more than a year between getting into the camp, waiting for the processing and everything to get to the United States. But I'm I'm here, I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh, we're so
0: happy to have you here. And of all places, you're in sunny, beautiful Florida.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I did not start out in Florida.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Well, now you're in Florida, but even anywhere in the U.S., I mean, like waiting over a year for processing and all of that, Sarah. Like I'm just so blown away by your story and, like I said, your strength and your faith, because you can tell that's exactly what got you through all of that, right? Like your faith really kept you strong throughout that entire experience. And it wasn't an easy experience. I mean, these were not days, not even months. These were years that you've had to endure these types of obstacles. And like, just thank God that you were able to come here and get away from.
1: Yeah. Yeah, our life is full of obstacles. Oh yeah. If we have a purpose, we have a direction where we want to go, Mm -hmm. we will make it through. We will not give in or give out. For me, during the hardest time, In the forced labor camp, what kept me going was just imagine one of these days, I will be back home with my family, with my loving mother and my beautiful brothers. So I keep imagining the days that will come. So if you have a purpose that is bigger than yourself, You will make it through any obstacle.
0: Absolutely. And when you came here to the U.S., what were some of the first things that you did? Because essentially you came here and you're just rebuilding everything, your whole life from scratch in a different world.
1: Rebuilding is the the right word. Yes. (laughs) Rebuilding my new life. Everything from the language, from the culture, from the climate, everything. But nothing compared two, four years in captivity, working in the right field under the intense sun. Right. Yeah, I start out by learning the English, uh, went to the adult education, ESL, the language, learning the language, and then I attend the uh, GED class, because I left, I have nothing to prove. If I want, I still want to pursue the higher education, but If I don't have anything to prove, I cannot do it. Mm. So I had to prove myself. Take the GED class and then take the exam. And thank goodness my brain is still working. (laughs) I, at one point, I thought that I have amnesia. I could not think of anything. I could not remember a lot of my good friends from high school, from college, nothing. My mind went blank. I was shocked, like my memory was gone for a while. But when I tried to uh, take my GED class and take the exam, it come back slowly. I was able to pass the exam and I was able to find a job. Immediately when I first arrived, I was looking for a job. Nobody hired me because I didn't speak English. And I was so disappointed at the beginning. But it. Give me a, a few few months to learn the English and then uh, have an opportunity to take GED test. And now I'm ready when I, I look for a job again. It was a referral from a friend and I got a job. When I got a job, I was able to register for college and pay my own way through college.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. So you, <laughs> you're, you're amazing. So you went in, got your GED, you took your exams and then you went to college. You put yourself through college.
1: Yeah. It took me one year to to start the college. That's
0: amazing, Sarah. That's amazing. What did you major in?
1: I major in mathematics.
0: <laughs> that is my worst subject that I've grown.
1: That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a subject that saved my life.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so bad with mathematics. I am so like I can't. You know, it's it's algebra is like for me like this. I I can't. <laughs> I can't
1: understand oh my gosh, that's a no. So if if your life depend on it, you will make it. That yes.
0: That yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for me, if I. Major and anything else, it requires a lot of reading and I cannot do it. <laughs> Math is all about numbers and formula and solving problem, and I'm good at it.
0: That's amazing. That's a good way to put it actually because it's all numbers so you don't have to worry about much when it comes to that. Oh my yeah. god. I'm the opposite. My brain is completely opposite. I look at numbers and I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, that's, that's, oh my gosh, that's wonderful, Sarah. So after you finished the mathematics, your college career, what was next for you?
1: During college, my family crossed over to Thailand and it was wonderful new until, until I tried to sponsor them, but nothing happened. Years went by, nothing happened. And I found out that my family was getting into the camp, that they already closed down. They they no longer accept the newcomers. So that means another obstacle. I cannot do the paperwork legally. I cannot sponsor them to the United States. So that's another problem to solve. They live in, in limbo, in hiding. They had to hide themselves because when the Thai soldier was looking for any illegal resident, my family had to go in the, their hole in the ground to hide themselves. So I was so fearful. And um, I worked through that. And I involved a lot of people. I asked the senator, the congressman, and the community to help me write letter, write petition and everything. So to make a long story short, I found out that I need to become a U.S. citizen in order for me to sponsor them to come as an immigrant. So that's what I did. I had to wait five years and then start the process of becoming a U.S. citizen. And then I do the paperwork and I was able to bring them over. It took five years, five years process. Usually it should not take more than a year, but in this case, five years. Wow, five years. What, wow. But at the same time, I was... Try to complete my college degree, and it was very really intense. They give us so much assignment and everything before the graduation, and at the same time, my family need me and all that. It's just like very really intense. Right. I realized, wow, why do they push me so much to do all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had to do it. But finally, I was able to graduate, and then. Uh, my family also was accepted to come to the united states and everything paid off after i graduated i found myself a job in a corporation that was really very really rewarding to to realize that yeah my effort paid off that's amazing, Sarah. Oh my gosh. And then your family was able to come. My family was able to come. My goal, my goal is to graduate before they come because I know once they come, there will be a lot of work for me to do to to put them through all everything, the processing and a lot of work. So I need to complete my education before they arrive. So I did. That's amazing,
0: Sarah. And then they got to come here. Oh my God. That's such a that's beautiful. I'm so happy that it came full circle. I know it took some time, but they made it, which is incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the most enjoyable time that we got to do a second reunion.
0: That's amazing, Sarah. That's mm. amazing. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Throughout your entire experience, Sarah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of lessons that you learned, but what was your most important lesson out of all the obstacles that you faced that you feel like you've, you've learned or want to help others understand?
1: The most important lesson, there's several, but the most important start with, with faith. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I came through every obstacle. I overcame, keep me moving from one step to the next step. It's maybe God had planned for me this way. Even though my journey was very rough, very curvy and rocky, but I made it through and it gave me joy. How you think about your life. Sometimes people become resentful, anger, bitter. Mm -hmm. That's not the way to help us to be happy. If we are resentful, we are not going to find happiness. We have to be grateful that you've gone through, although the journey is rough when you made it. That's how I look at things. It's
0: amazing, Sarah. Well, it's a key, it's a key thing because a lot of the time what happens is anybody who would have gone through your circumstances has every right to fall into like the victim mentality and say, Oh my God, how could this happen to me? Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and go and be very mad. And like you said, resentful and the beautiful thing about you. And that's why I'm, I'm in such admiration of your strength and your faith because you didn't do that. You continued to move forward and you still praised God throughout that process. And you still followed your faith throughout it all and look at the end result. Everything ended up working out as hard as it was, right? But you are, you know, standing tall and and trying to find the happiness in in all all of it.
1: Yeah, another way that I look at that is this, the hardest the road, the hardest the journey, the more satisfaction you feel after you finish it, after you complete it. So you, you get a sense of satisfaction that you handled it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I love that, Sarah. Thank you so much for for sharing that. I love that. I absolutely love that.
1: And another lesson that I, um, I like to share with many of my audience is that it's all the perspective, all in the perspective. When you look at the glass, did you see it half full or half empty? If you see it half full, you are optimistic. You know that you already have half. You only need to add just another half. So when you look at that way, you see the future will be better. You expect to be better. This acronym for for hope, help others positively envision. Mm. That's what I'm doing. I help others positively envision. And vision that your future will be better. I
0: love that, Sarah. Help others positively vision. Hope. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. Love that, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, this is one of my favorite questions that I would love to hear what you have to say on this one. But knowing what you know now and based on your life experience. What would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now?
1: Not to worry too much. When I was younger, when my family got caught in Thailand with unregistered status, I worried. I worry, and I imagine that if they found my family, if they beat them up, if they will take them into the jail, worry, worry, worry it did not help me at all. Yes, I love them. I did not want them to suffer. But I just worry too much. I have a nightmare at night. I dream, bad dream at night. So that's one advice, not to worry too much. (laughs) I love that. I love
0: that. And you mentioned too that you wrote a book about this. So tell us a little bit about the book and where we can find it.
1: Yes, I wrote the book and the title is how I Survived the Killing Fields, a story of hope, love, and determination. It's about my journey and it's available on my website, sarahim.com. It's my first name, S-A-R-A, and last name, I-M.com. That's amazing, Sarah.
0: My gosh. Anyone who's been listening, I'm sure they're going to be interested in that. So I'm glad that you, that you mentioned that. Thank you so much. And You know, in your world, what's coming up next in like the next few months? What's new in your world, Sarah?
1: The next few months, oh, I now, now the in person gathering is open up. You know, I get invitation to do this and that. So, one of my favorite things to do is to teach at a group at the church. I will be teaching the lesson about finding peace, how Mm -hmm. to find peace. And another event that I'm planning with my co host. Is the retreat by the version of you and me in 2023? It's the retreat for women in Saint Petersburg, Florida, in April. I love
0: that! Oh my gosh, Sarah, those sounds so amazing! My goodness, my goodness, and like the work that you're doing now, I'm just, I'm so inspired by you and like your journey, your strength, your faith, everything. Seriously, you you are absolutely amazing and i just want to thank you so much for sharing everything here with us and i'm sure people are going to want to reach you somehow sarah so you know you mentioned your book was your website the best way to reach you what are some ways that people can can reach out to you
1: yeah website is the best place where you can reach me and i'm also very active on linkedin we just they can find me on linkedin it's just uh, sarah m speaker author You will find me there. And I'm also on Facebook as well. You're wonderful,
0: Sarah. I want to thank you again so much. You are amazing. I'm just so grateful for you and your story and how you're changing the world one person at a time through your story and helping them find peace and helping them find who they are. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for today.
1: Thank you for having me today, Pamela. So
0: that's it for today's episode of Underdog catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love.